Hello guys, I am Ricardo de la Blanca. During the last 20 years, I've been working in different parts of the world where I met very interesting people. People who accomplish what seems impossible. People who make mistakes. Fun and passionate people. People from whom we are going to learn what no school or university can teach. We're going to learn from leaders. Hey, Frank, I'm so happy you are set to be in this call. <laughs> for the people that don't live in Miami, because everybody that lives in Miami knows this guy. For the people that don't know this guy, he's uh, the guy that made the magic in, in not just in Miami. Now they have the, the, the place, the, the salon in New York, LA. So it's, it's a crazy sick story, uh, how they transformed coming from France how they really became the number one place for all the coolest, most beautiful mother people in, in Miami. So, but I, what, Thank you. today, brother, what we are looking for is to know uh, the story from the beginning, because now you saw your salon and it's fucking amazing, sick, but let's see how you made this happen, all the tough moments, you know, the difficulty behind that, because what yes. we're trying to do is to, in some way, bring this positive energy this different mindset to the people that right now are living in the pandemic and this and that. So yeah. let's bring a very positive uh, vision about business and entrepreneurship. So thank you very much, Frank, for being here. And it's a pleasure. Sorry. So uh, first, I think it's great to do that because it can give like a, for a young generation, like give them like a advice and give them like tips to understand like any kind of type of entrepreneur and visionaire. So for my part, it's very, uh, it's very deep because uh, we all from hairdressing. My grandfather was a hairstylist. His dad was a hairstylist, he was a barber. So my grandfather is from, uh, he's from Spain. He is an immigrant. He arrived in France in, um, I think he's born in, um, in the thirties and he arrived in France before War II. And he arrived from Spain to Paris and um, he took over a salon right away in Paris and he was a good hairstylist so he built up like big empire, a big um, big company wow. in Paris and he sold he met my grandmother she was working at the post office in France and uh, she was very good in numbers and uh, she helped him to create like a like a real estate portfolio wow and uh, they they have the luck they work very hard very young uh, and then they put all the money in the real estate, and because of that, then they have they can step out and just like taking just taking care about the the real estate and 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 just really like step out from here. My dad did uh, the same. Like my dad was working when he was eighteen in the hair salon. So I grew up in a hair salon because when my daddy was like thirty something, I I, I born very when he, I born in seventy seven, and my dad was like I think like uh, twenty five, twenty four years old. So he was already hairstylist. So my brother and I we really grew up in a hair salon. Oh wow, so cool! But my grandfather passed away very young, so my dad really didn't have that much to work. He was taking care about the real estate of my, of my grandparents. So he really never worked behind the chair, not really passionate about hair, more passionate about money and real estate. So my parents divorced and my mom and my dad meet in a hair school. So, so uh, my mom, so she's you, a you, really, you really come from this field. So you, it's, a, it's yes. kind of a family business. Yes, it's a family business. It's wow. a real family business. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, we all hairstylists. Like my grandfather and grandmothers, my cousin, uncles, aunts, uh, brother, everybody. Wow. But he stopped after my dad and my, my, the, the brother of my dad is a hairstylist too, but not passionate. Like more about uh, different uh, education because... My grandfather built big empires, so he didn't really have to work. They don't really have uh, the, um, uh, they, they didn't really build the, the anger and the strength to, to, to be successful because the money was already there. I so I think it's very important to have a, an, an engine uh, 
uh, inside you to to go and, and to to going forward and to be well, what, what you what what you mentioned frank is totally true because i i really believe part of your success guys is that you really it's like a piece of art every single time you're having a haircut it, it, the, the way how you make your work the passion that you put there the the style so the the, the look of the place is so so cool and, and and you know what this is an amazing example that when you want to build something successful you need to do something with passion and something that you really care about it's not because the money should come as a consequence as in your case yeah. guys it's a consequence of, of a good job but the, the reality is that the focus of, of you is in, in every single person make look amazing and it's like a, again it's like a piece yeah. of art i mean um so like I say, like I was working with my mom's salon because my par when my parents divorced, my life changed a little bit because uh, I was come from like money from my dad's side, my brother and, he, uh, and I, we was in private school and everything. But when, when my mom divorced, we have to change location of the city. It was not really like, um, we was not like really in, uh, in private school. Like we have to help our mom to work. So we had we don't really have the choice like uh, to to help her so we was in a salon every wednesday and saturday like doing shampoo and everything and then we found out like she needed us to be in the salon more often so we 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 was like start to to step out from school and and then after we found out like like i found out like uh, i was really loving it like to doing hair like very so young cool. and this i think <laughs> this is very uh, I think this as well is very important uh, to know what you want to do very young. It's I true. think it's something like a gift. I think uh, if you can get that, I think it's an addition of your strength. Like know earlier what you, what's your passion. 100%. And you are the older of the, of the brothers or is you? I'm the oldest, yes. Okay, oldest. okay, okay. So I was working uh, what at age, my mom. What age, what age did you start working in the salon? Helping I your mom? I think I was like 14, 15. I was really Amazing. Working. I have to stop work because... Because I, I, I mean, I was like, I was, I was helping my mom. I have like this family uh, bone strength in my, in, um, in my, um, in my genetic. So I was like really working with my mom. I helping my mom like from, from 15 to 17, working there for free, like no money. It was very intense. And, but I, 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 I didn't really learn that much there. I just learned um, the feeling about my heart to love the hair. This is what I learned, like my, like the passion, you know, the, the, the fire. And then uh, my mom, she saw the fire when I was cutting hair, because I, I don't have any uh, base, uh, basically, like I didn't really go to school, but she see like the, because hair, is, it's about foundation. It's like dense, like you need classic foundation, you know how sculpture, like all the geometry of the head and the hair and the techniques. And then after another 50%, it's the heart, it's the feeling. So it's like you need like foundation and decoration. It's like when you build a house, like you need, you need basement, you need like foundation, then you, you design the house. So it's the same for a haircut. So she said, you need to leave and, uh, and you need to go to work with the best one. So I left for London from Paris. I left for London. And back in the day, the best hairdresser in the world uh, was in uh, London because it was, a, it was a melting of a different uh, culture and it was all immigration. Uh, fashion was more about Paris and, and Italy, but hair was London. So I left London and I worked uh, for Tony and Guy. It was like four, four Italian guys, uh, immigrants in the 30s in England, uh, very strong, uh, revolutionary, a little bit the hair in the world. There was just uh, uh, how, old, how old you were at this time? I'm 18, uh, 18, 18 to 19. Okay. okay. I'm living very, very, this is, we're talking about the... Very John again. Yeah, very, yeah very, we're talking about sacrifice and, and, and fear and uh, we're talking about, uh, about, uh, about fear and, and sacrifice because living uh, your home... Uh, it's a comfort zone. Like, uh, you work at the mom salon. Uh, it's course. easy, no pressure. You are the best. You find out you, you're really the best of the team really quick. So you have to, to put yourself in a different uh, zone and feeling like uh, 
Like you're not good. So you can becoming better. So I left for London. I meet Anthony Mascolo. He's, he's one of the the best uh, hairstylist. He was the best. He's the best hairstylist in the world to me. He's uh, Italian, but grew up in, uh, in England. So I was working uh, between Paris and London for this, for this company. I learned everything there. It was an army uh, style, like uh, doing the same haircut like five to six times a day, uh, different long lengths, like long, short, medium. Uh, it's like a, you come there, you start from scratch. I mean, it's like you go back to school. I mean, it's like, um, of course. it's very intense, very intense. Like uh, it, they, you don't get any money. Uh, you just like, uh, it's like you're going somewhere and you're just like uh, learning every minute, but it's very intense. Means you, you, how, you, how, long, how long you have been there? I think I, I did there. It was back in the day, it was, seemed so long because it was intense. But now when I look at I think I was there just for like two or three years, but it was very but intense. It's a lot, three years. It's too, yeah, it's, I think it's too much. Uh, like right now, when you because I have like almost hundred employees, and um, when I hire a lot of kids, uh, me, when I say kids like the eighteen, they don't want to learn, but they want to learn like six one year after they want to start to work. You know, uh, me, uh, they hold me like a like a like a, a dog with a leash. You know, they hold me like for like two years, three years. I was ready, but they don't want me to do clients. They want me to just train like, uh, and when they take off the the leash. And they say you can go. I was like, I was like a warrior because you work from six days a week, sometimes seven days a week, from nine to eight a.m. to one a.m. two a.m. every day, cutting hair like uh, same haircut. Like you do a classic bob, you're gonna do this classic bob like it's like a, you're gonna do this classic bob like four or five times a day for like for like uh, for like three months then you do another haircut then after means like you're cutting hair like uh, for you it's like a it's like a you don't really feel any pain like you work <laughs> okay. eight client ten you can do it with, uh, with the eye closed and you can do it <laughs> exactly so this was the art time this was the art time because it was the the education of myself so it takes time I have to work hard but I learned if I'm there today, it's because of that. Like you have, I have the passion. I have the, I have good feeling and taste and I, I bond with that. So this is an addition you need to have. And it's very, but you can work on that. But if you bond like that, it's even better if you have this gift. But uh, a gifted things plus uh, hard work, it's you becoming like a, like a machine and very like, very hard to beat, like, like, like very strong. And when you finish that, you, you come back to, to France? So I'm between Paris and London, uh, but I'm based more in London. And then after we open, well, I opened my first salon in Paris. I'm very young, I'm 20, 21, 22. Wow. Uh, I mean, uh, the. What they did is very smart, Tony and Guy in London. They, they was just 30 hair salon. Now they have four, 500 hair salon. Um, they say, listen, uh, you should go in Paris uh, and, and there is no Tony and Guy. Let's, it should be cool like if we open Tony and Guy like uh, in France, you know? So I was not really the main guy. The main guy was another, was another French dude. He was older, he was 10 years older. His name is Stefan Amaru. So um, this guy was, uh, was, was like before, he was like, a, was one of my mentors as well. Like he learned me a lot. He was more uh, sexy because English was very punky, very, uh, very, uh, very uh, 80s, very strong, you know? So Paris was more aesthetic, more chic, more, um, more expensive, like, more Polish, so it was very uh, hard at the beginning when we arrived in Paris because we arrived with a collection named On the Edge. It was like Jeanne d'Arc vibes, like fringe, very short, like was very very aggressive. So all the we we opened the salon in Paris in Rue Saint Honoré in First District in wow. the same time of Colette, by the way. Amazing and yeah, close yes. close to Colette. 
Yeah, it was like 100 meters, correct. Wow, uh, wow, it's, it's, it's impressive. And also, where you were mentioned that, I was thinking that is true. So it, it, your profession is not something that is always the same. So there are different new styles. So you need to everything at time adapt, yes. change. Yes. So it's like a, it's like in the fashion world. So you can it's be fashion. It's 100% fashion. Yeah, yeah. Here it's fashion. I mean, uh, it's related to fashion. It's like uh, fashion uh, retails fashion uh, change faster. I Means like uh, it's kind of tricky, by the way, because you need to change often. It's wrong. Uh, um, uh, fashion of here, it's it's longer, but it's it's very hard to to, to catch it. I Means it can arrive and you're already too late. But you have to copy because it's very long. I don't know if you understand that. Like. Uh, <laughs> Okay. It's uh, fashion retail is going so quick, so you can really you can really copy if you if you don't have really the the gift to create and to see what is good and what's not good. But you can copy really quick. Of course, here um, it's slow motion. Uh, it means like you're gonna have a trend for men's haircut or women's haircut is gonna stay for long, but would be always the best for you. I mean, for 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 leaders to to create it. Just to rather be behind, it's kind of frustrating because it's not going to change soon. You're going to hold it for at least like nine to a year and a half. No, 100%. And also, it's not just to copy and paste the same style, but also understanding, as you said before, the anatomy of the person and what is working better for one person to the other. So again, it's a lot yes. of space. But what I, what I like, the first time that I made this kind of conclusion that it's true, it's very close to fashion your business so and, and yes then, yes it, it's very what, important to tell me tell me and so being in 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 paris in this fantastic location so how, how long do you have been so paris we opened in 1999 uh we was very out the first year because we arrived from london like very punky like uh very London is was like very aggressive, like a lot of more work. Like, uh, I mean, we it was Spice Girl vibes. We was doing the hair of the Spice Girls back in the day. So if you remember Spice Girl, what the of hair course. was like, very very electric. And we arrive in Paris, they like it, they like it, but they don't want to wear it. Like they like it, but they don't want to to wear it. Like for them, it was too too much. Okay. So we have to adjust the the format of the way. Uh, of the vision of the business. And then after we blow up, 2000, 2K, uh, 2K we blow up. It means like we was just, when we arrived in Paris, the team was small, it was 10 people. Uh, 2000, we was, uh, let's say 70, 2001, 100, 2002, oh 200. We opened four big salons. Uh, we was partner, like I was partner with two salons. And wow. Then, um, and then after uh, 2000, uh, 2006, uh, we have an opportunity, all the, all the hairstylists. I mean, no, um, we was cool in France. We was cool, but we was all the bigger salon in Europe. They won't have the same names of an Estonian guy. But uh, Tony, the guy on Estonia, he passed away, but he said, dude, if you want to open the Tonian guy, you have to be from Tonian guy. So for us, it was not the same deal because it means like we have people, they have different salons with beautiful uh, gross. And for us, it was good just to put a name and just get royalty on that and just to build like a big, big, bigger boat. But it, it was too many partners and everything. So we have a little, a little clash inside the, the company, a little, little, a little leak and uh, all the, 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 the entrepreneur like me left cash out means sell the comp sell the shares and left and by the way in a, if you told me about 2006 you did it in a fantastic time because the next year was the crisis Hello. I, 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 I closed my deal 2006 um, 2006 2007 and then uh, I have a non-compete uh, I'm fucked it means like I Cannot do anything. I was going to rejump and open a new salon in Paris because I love my city and everything was great. But I have a no compete for I think for a year or two years. So I was wow. like, fuck. So I was coming in vacation in Miami with ah, my this dad. Is why? This is why you came here. Oh my God. 
Yes. I'm a non-compete. You, uh, you should call the salon the non-compete one. because this yes, yes. <laughs> But now I'm telling you, I read my fucking contract. I was too young. I make money very young. But I, I didn't know. I didn't Don't know worry. Really, like, I didn't know like, um, you learn, you know, you learn. Of course, when of you're course. Not, when, you're, when you're an artist, you know, you, you know how to, to do good things, but you need to learn business. So I learned how I, I get, fu not fucked because I really make a lot of money when I sell. Um, I was, I never really have a, I never really work for the money till I understand like I need to make really, uh, I mean, I think when you do hair, I, I mean, I don't think when you do hair, oh, maybe people think like that. But I, when I did hair, I never think doing hair to making money. I did hair because I like to do hair. You know, but wait, 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 like, this brother, this is the secret of success. When you do something yeah. that you love and then by consequence came the money, this is the right way to go. Two weeks ago, I, I have it with another friend I, that it was trying to change from companies. And when I was asking him, okay, what do you want, what do you want to do? He told me, no, yes, whatever, but make money. So I said, you know, you know what? You are not ready to jump because you are not clear at all. You need to understand yeah. what is something that you really want to do when you wake up in the morning, when you are walking, going, going to your office. So you need to really find yeah. passion because from this moment in the I think I think honestly I think there is three choice uh, there is one choice you don't have the the, the three the choice and you're doing this because it's the way it is and you really kind of trap and of you're fine and you're okay with and you're okay with that uh, there is another way like the people doing things just for money um, and there is people they're doing things for passion uh, and they're becoming successful because uh, it's a snowball effect. Like after they find out they are the best and then people understand what is this quality. And then after like yes. the bill, I mean, they pay, they, they're, they're okay to pay because it's, 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 you see the difference about quality. But me, when I did the hair, like um, I start to understand money uh, at 20. <laughs> but I love the story. I love that. <laughs> I really understand money. I think when I uh, when I sold my first apartment, when I sold my first apartment, because I really never need money. Like my parents always helping me. Like uh, uh, I was making shit money in London in Paris when I was like a fucking assistant, but they was helping me. Like <laughs> I really understand the money. Just the the day I sold my apartment in Paris. And my grandmother, because she's very good in real estate, she, she helped me to buy my first apartment. I was very young. I was like 19 or 20 years old. And when I sold, I was my, I remember I made like almost like 180K of like profit. Back in the day, it was huge. You know? I was like, dude, like I work, I make like four or 5,000 euros a month. <laughs> and I make 180K like just in one I should, year I should change like, this. This is, <laughs> this is fucked up, you know? So I find out like I will, I will, I will have to add in my, my strength, where is the money? So I sold my company uh, in 2006 in France and I left for Miami. I was coming with my, with my, uh, with my dad. My dad was like, my grandfather Spanish was like coming here on vacation and he was fluently speak Spanish and he was the only one by the way in the, in the, in the family because my dad was kind of rich kid, so he was like, I don't care. He was, he was very French, born in France, so he want to forget about his about his roots. You know, for him, he was very French, but he doesn't understand he was Spanish. So he didn't really listen my grandfather about to teaching and learning because we have a lot of like house uh, dinner, and he was like keeps like saying like, la mano, la uña, los oros. And my my my. <laughs> my dad was really don't take this seriously, so he cannot really give it to me because he was already gone. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, my 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 dad was uh, was uh, was working in a hair salon. So when I was like five, six, seven, till like I think till nine, ten, and it's very important age from four to ten. I was with my grandfather's uh, in vacation because school vacation. Instead to be with my dad, I was with my grandfather. My grandfather was. Handsome guy, Spanish dude, like dark skin, beautiful blue eyes. And he was, I think, like a good hairstylist, but he was very good the way I was speaking to women. So I learned a lot about how to treat and how to understand like 
the, the vibes and the, the needs of women, what they like to hear and why they, what you have to give to them to feel them good and just to, to make sure like you it, deliver it, messages it, and everything. Because this is something very important. 100% because it's part of the experience. It's not just exactly. having a haircut, it's also the experience you right. provide. It's true. Yes. So I learned a lot, I sponge this a lot from my grandfather. And my grandfather, he was coming in Miami a lot. For him, it was beautiful because he was America, but everybody speaks Spanish. So for him, it was like, like, dude, this place is amazing. Paradise. <laughs> and my dad loved it as well. Not for the Spanish, more about because it's, it's, the weather is amazing. It was like very, uh, it was for him the best place. And for my brother and I, it was the best place because every time we was going there, it was vacation. It was a full option. We can get any kind of toys. It was an advance on friends. Uh, so for us, every time we was coming back in Paris or in South of France, Miami was like, like shiny in, in our brain, you know? So I say, I mean, my brother, he, he was with me and, and we was like, dude, we fucked. Like, we need, to, we, need to find a, we need to find a new... So my brother said, why we don't try Miami? And I was very close. I'm very close with L'Oreal. And L'Oreal in Paris said, Frank, I heard you leaving. Like, uh, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to Miami. He said, dude, Miami is the worst uh, economy for hair right now. All the account we have with selling color and all this is very bad. Uh, you should pick New York or LA, but Miami is very, uh, it's very uncertain. I was like, I know New York a little bit, but I don't really know uh, LA. I don't know LA. I, was, I think I never been to LA. I was just going to New York. So I say, yeah, the only place I feel okay, it's Miami because yeah, I right know now. lawyers. I have, a, I have a bank account. I know, uh, I know Miami Beach. I know Collins Avenue. I know Lincoln Road. So... I, I will, I'm not going to stress. I, already, I was already stressed to leave Paris because I have, when I leave Paris, we're talking about a guy he's making a, a 25, already make like 10, 9, 10, $12,000 minimum a month for hairdresser. It's huge. Uh, I have uh, at least 10 to 20 clients a day, so I can work and I'm, I'm okay, you know? So, so I arrived in Miami. Uh, we, I took the plane and I arrived in Miami, very hard. So Miami, I arrived 2006-2007. And then after the struggle started to arrive. Uh, I, I have a huge struggle in London, but it was a, a, a cute struggle when you understand the struggle of Miami. Um, so the problem of Miami, it's the first, the first wall, it's the, the first wall, it's the immigration. So find the way how to be safe and, and not be, have this feeling illegal and all that because you, when you arrive, you start to hear crazy story and you're like, dude, like, I don't want this shit. Like, I don't want to get married. I don't want to, I want to do clean. Like, how the way, how we can do clean. So they say to me, like, the only way for you to do clean is to find a guy, like a hair salon, and he give you a sponsor and then... You work in the salon and then you ask for green card. I was like, okay. So I start to talk with all these hair salons in Miami and dude, like, I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, they are in block in 1991. Like, I, <laughs> like, I cannot work here. Like, it's crazy. Like, uh, I, was, I was coming from a different planet. Like, I was working all around the world, do education all around the world. Like, these people have foundation, but they, they just know how to two, three techniques and they was playing with these techniques and that's it. I was like, it's going to be intense for me. So I, the lawyer said, Frank, there is another way. Um, and I think you should do that. You, you should do investor. You should do your own things. And you pull a visa and then you will have five years and, uh, and then you feel, uh, and at least you're free. You can do your own things. And it's fine. This is the best. So, of course. My brother and I, we... Yo, well, you know we what? You know Cheryl. Cheryl's going to listen this, this, uh, this interview and she's going to hear yeah. from you also how painful is the, the visa process because when I mention yeah. her, all the process to be American, she doesn't say, what are you talking about? Because she's American, mm -hmm. but it's really, really complicated. Yeah, I mean, um, it's still complicated. I feel like... Um, and every day, every day is worse. 
I think it's gonna be worse. Like I think, yeah. um, I think, I think right now, people are talking bad about America, but to me, it's the best country in the world. Period. Like, uh, I, I mean, after people are gonna say, uh, I mean, me, I'm telling you, like, I was talking this with my partner this morning. I'm like, dude, like, I, I, I we, I travel with them. I bring them with me everywhere in the world because we're still doing education, like in Russia, in, in fucking everywhere. I mean, the real freedom, even if people don't agree with me, and I don't really care, but I mean, uh, America, it's the place, honestly, or you can really do whatever you want if you, if you have, like, at least, like, uh, like, a good education, you can do whatever you want. It's just about, like, uh, you, you have, if you're going forward, if you're positive, it's the best country in the world. After, of course, there is a lot of, of things that are very painful, like the beginning, like, like an immigrant, like I, like I am an immigrant, like, to find the perfect uh, lawyers, don't get fucked with the lawyers, like to find a good visa for you, correspond for you, like make sure you get the, the, of course. the good um, the, the good visa and then and then after you, after it's your call, if you want to stay under visa or if you want to go and you be you wanna be American. But I mean this beginning it's a fucking stress. Because I know, I know. You have to, you have to invest money. Uh, and, and how do you get the first clients? Because this is really tough. You open the salon, and then how you get the clients? So I open the salon. I'm, I'm very cool because I have five years, uh, but I spending the same amount of money in Paris. I, ha I love uh, a nice lifestyle. I don't really um, because it, when you work and you're making money. You don't really count. I mean, depends. People count saving. I'm still, I mean, I'm saving money, but I mean, I was spending the same money I was like, uh, I, was, I was making in Paris, but the income was, if we have to talk about the first client, there is no client. I mean, I opened my salon, nobody was coming. So I opened in 2007 and 2008 recession. Bam. Shit. So, so I was like, um, I was like uh, losing like my saving. I think I, I, I was nice. And then after 2008, 2009, I think I have $3,000 on my bank account. No bullshit. I'm broke. My dad called me every day. He said, dude, listen, it's cool. Like if you, if, if it's not possible, you're coming back. Like, uh, it's okay. You know, like, uh, you don't really have to, to go, uh, you don't really have to, to, to burn out, like, because your brain starts to go crazy. Say, okay, I don't have the formula. What's going on? Like, because you start to, 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 to losing your confidence. You're like, I'm not, I'm not good for this market. I'm maybe like, there's too much difference between Europe and America. Miami was not like Miami right now. Miami was based on tourists. It means like Miami was the only sentence I can hear in Miami in 2007, 2007, say, wait till the season arrive. Wait till the season arrive. Wait till the season arrive. This was the, the fucking sentence I have every day. I was like, dude, what's the fucking season? So season in, in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, was the Bar Basel, December, till February, March, was three months, hot, like all the New Yorker was coming, blah, blah, blah. You have Basel, you have Music Conference, you have Bocho, all this shit. And then after, summer, dead. So, I, I understand, and my brother, we understand quick, like, we need to rebound. Because the first salon was, for us, the best shop of clothes, because we was related to fashion, because we did only fashion. We was doing all fashion week in, my, in, my, in Paris, in Milan, in London. So we was into hair, but at the level of fashion. So the shop was really cool in Miami, was Barney's back in the day on Collins Avenue. So Barney's, Webster, and us, we all opened around here because we was thinking, if you like fashion, if you're really into fashion, this is the spot or you need to be around. So it was 8 and Collins Avenue. But the idea was great, but money-wise, dead. So 
we find out all the clients we have, good clients, understand us was in hotel. Was staying at the Delano, staying at the Shark Club, stay at the whatever. Like, I mean, back in the day was Delano, Shark Club, and Raleigh, and, and I think that's it at the beginning. And then after all the people arrived, but was the only so we decided, dude, we have to step out from that and we have to go inside the hotel. So Rick Pipino was a hairstylist uh, at the Shaw Club. He was the hairstylist of uh, he was uh, he was married to uh, what's his name Eddie Klum, I think. He was an Italian dude, very cool. He's in New York now. He have his salon at the Shaw Club, and uh, we heard my brother here like he's leaving. So I remember we have a little scooter back in the day. So we're like, dude, <laughs> we need to take this spot because. If we don't take this part, we're not going to go back to, to France with nothing. So we talked with the guy. I remember all my life, man. Like, this is another stress and a struggle. Like, what the fuck we're going to do? So we talked with the GM of the hotel. It was like a... I don't know his name. I forget. Very important guy in our, in our, in our, in our, in our road. He said, I love you guys. The spot is for you. We were like, fuck, yes. Small spot, five chairs, low rent, no headache. In the shock club, means like you always have time. I, I think I remember drive. this place. It was kind of in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the first floor. It was kind of a super, yes. super small. I remember. But location, five star. Of course. So very important location, very important. Um, and here, because of low expense, we can handle it. Low season, slow season. We can handle it. And when it's hot, we can make money. So we was like, okay, we're here. We hold it. And let's see. But we're still smelling like Miami. Huge potential. Huge. And we was right. Because after recession, Miami, if you have to compare, because I mean, during that as well, I signed a deal to be a, a creative director for a product line. So I was already traveling on the side. It was my side business. I was teaching people in, in America and to give them like education. But I was seeing America, how they was running cities. And I was seeing the difference in Miami. Miami was on work on, was working on something. Instead of LA, it was boring money, but boring. New York money, but no new things. Everywhere. Chicago, I was traveling like an like a MF, like crazy, like, because I was teaching and, te and it was working. People were loving. So I was like booking, I was making good money. It was a good, it was a good uh, income. And then um, I was, dude, it's time for me to, to, to push it, to accelerate, because. I know how to accelerate because in Paris I have big salon and I start I have the vision of what is like have a big staff and create like an identity and create a brand. So I was flying because I was doing the hair of like a lot of people like uh, celebrity and everything. So I was sharing celebrity with some hairstylists. Very very hard when you share celebrity because there is people they work just on that and it changed because now. It's not about celebrity, it's about influencer. But back in the day, it was celebrity. We're talking about a time like social media was not there. Just Facebook started to arrive, but Instagram was not there. So celebrity, I was sharing celebrity with two hairdressers, friend of mine and partner now. One was based in LA and one was based in New York. So we was traveling all around the US, all around the world. We was going to Russia, we was doing the, the goddaughter of Putin. Like we was doing, we was doing crazy gig. And... Uh, and then I say, dude, like, so I start to duplicate my, my formula. I means like I took over a salon in, uh, in Soho House when they opened because I think it was an amazing idea. Yeah, and I think, so you, yeah, you, I, I, I opened the salon in the Soho House oh, wow. at the opening. I did the San Regis as well because it was a different client. People say, oh, you're crazy. It's tacky, cheese ball. It's crazy. Uh, you, you're going to get, 
world, but it was a new era. It was the new rich. It was like Russian moving to Miami. It was a uh, was very different ways, but it was very important to know how to read them and to know them for the future. Because a lot of things changed the last 10 years. Of course. So you have to, is what, what I did, it's like I touch everybody. I touch show house because it was the bobo, means like the bohemian, but with money. I touch the rich, rich, but want to be cool, but rich as fuck, like St. Regis. I touched, I opened in the SLS hotel. This was the sexy Miami, tacky, but money, like money wise. And Shore Club was the first one, but a lot of things happening in the ownership. So we have to to sell it and move on because there was no boo left and everything. So it was not becoming hot. So we closed this one. But I was still talking with Aaron and Chase, my partner in New York, and I was like, guys, I think we're almost there, but I think we'll be ready. We're going to have to fix like something. And uh, my friend Aaron is in New York, and I said, dude, you're good. Uh, you know, we work together now for five years, six years. We travel all around the world. I want you to open your salon. But the problem of him, he was like, very good hairstylist, but they really understand and they really have the knowledge about um, entrepreneur, like like to 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 take care about the hair salon. So almost like find the deal in New York, uh, in the meatpacking, and I flew there. I remember all my life. I, I arrived with a checkbook with him, and I said, "Dude, I signed the check. I signed the lease. I said that's it. We have the salon. Let's go." He was like, you sure, you sure, you sure? Like, shut the fuck, shut the fuck up, let's go. <laughs> so we opened New York. Uh, it was pump. I really was pump. Stress. So when you sure. open, when you open New York, you you, you still doesn't have the, the one in design. You you so that you no. You first open New York. New York. So oh, first wow. I have one salon of the SLS. I'm still playing. Being a little bit uh, helping Soho just for the for the bull, for the Fugazi about branding names. Okay. And um, and uh, San Regis, I'm I'm almost out, but I'm focusing about doing more um, um, like legit brand, like something solid. So I cannot really say it yes yet because it's not it's not clean, it's not clear. Okay. When New York is signed, then after we, we flew all here in Miami and then we say, dude, we need to fucking create a brand because we cannot call like, because the name was changing every six months. That's right. So. Uh, but, but one second. It's so important what you just mentioned that look, I, I know you for many years and I saw the first salon, but what you just, you just told me that you were in all the other places. I didn't know because probably yeah. you have different names. So it's so important to build a brand. Yeah, I mean, you, it's very important. Like now, now it's very different uh, because now you need to create the brand right away because you have you have social, you have Instagram, all that. You have to be ready quick. Back in the day, it was more. Uh, it was back in the day. I mean, back in the day, it was like uh, you need to figure out. Like we 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 used to fly. We used to give paper to people to 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 advertise. You know what I mean? We used to give people type paper in the street. And, and give a flyer and say, hey, take this and come to get your head. Now it's just about a girl. She's posting and that's it. She's making the, 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 the weather on your, on your company. So but, you open New York, then you open Miami. And the last one so was... So when LA. we open New York, we, decide, we sit down and then, and then Chase from LA say, dude, uh, my name is Izquierdo. The name of, um, of Chase is Cusero and uh, Aaron, it's Grenia. So we did first error or each last name. So it's what we became with IGK. So then we say, fuck, IGK, we love it. IGK, we love it. IGK, we love it. I mean, we love it. We, was, we have so much names, but I think like was the perfect name to, to because we know we're going to build something big. I mean, I know it will be very big. So I want like one day 
people because if I was calling beautiful, like nobody will know like what's what's behind, you know. So I don't want to put my name because I know, I really learn from all my friends when they put the name they get screwed because one day it's not your brand but your name is still around and it can drive you nuts. Me honestly, I don't really give a fuck, but it would be my name, my full name. I would be going fucking nuts. Like I was like fuck that. And I think it's kind of tacky, by the way, to put your name. Anyway, so we find the name. We open New York. New York, little by little, step by step, start doing good. But for me... Um, How many years ago you opened New York? Uh, I think New York, we opened like five or six years ago. But we changed location now. But I mean, we, the first salon was four, five years ago, five, six years ago. Okay. Easy. And then I meet, uh, I meet a girl. Um, so I was working with all the brand. Frank? Yeah. Okay. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. I, I lost your ears. Um, so I was working for everybody. I was working for L'Oreal, for all the brands because it was help. They was like, um, paying me just to shoot campaign and, and do education. And then one day I do the hair of girl, uh, Natalie Spearling. She's from, um, I think she's from Boston, Massachusetts, but she lives uh, in LA now. And she was working for LBP, Luxury Brand Partners. All right, they create brand, hair brand. And she was like, uh, why you don't care this brand in your son? I was like, no brand. Or like, I was carrying like a lot of brands. Best product of each brand. Because I, I don't really like, I'm not like a hair salon guy. Like I want to be attached to anyone. And she was like, why you don't care this brand? I'm like, dude, I don't care any brand. It's time for me to do my own brand. She was like, oh, really? You have ideas? I'm like, yes, I have ideas. Uh, of course, I, I do hair all my life. Like, of course, like, I think everything we have is good, but I don't think, like, I think you, we need to, to, to change the game. Like, I think it's time. So she said, uh, yes, I mean, let's go. Like, uh, I want you to introduce you to Tef, Tef Finger. Tef Finger is a guy, he's a guy from South Africa. He's a... Um, he built like Bumble and Bumble back in the day. Uh, he built Oribe. He built like a lot of brands. So I know him um, from because he's in the hair industry, but I really, really, I never really talked to him because he was working with Bumble and Bumble and Bumble was behind Vidal Sassoon. Means all these people from Vidal Sassoon left Vidal Sassoon to work for Bumble and so Tony and Guy and Vidal Sassoon, it was two English brand, but very competition. So it was politics. So I heard about Tev and I really, really I never really have a coffee with him. So Tev say, Frank, um, I think we should do something. So we talked for one year. It was very long, almost one year or two years before we signed the contract and to launch the brand. So he said, listen, I have a... I have an idea. We should do this brand. Da, 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 da. I mean, I say, okay, let's relate. Bring the boys. Let's bring uh, Aaron and, and, and Chase and my brother. And let's do something. Let's do a cocktail. You know? And then after we, we sit down, like a lot, like round table, talking, product, like all the fucking like, juice we have and say, this is what we need. This is what we have to shit. Like, this is where you have to come. Bam, 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 bam. And then after you have the 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 the, the law like the, the the corporate side contract. This was very long as well to make sure like everybody have a nice contract and everything. Um, and then Tev um, is in the design district, uh, and he have his like umbrella of all his line selling in the design district because his office is in the design district. You have our eBay, our Enco, V76, even us, IGK. But he tell Frank, it's not easy for the design street. It was like more of two years now. He said you should you should check and and maybe taking over. I was like, 
Canada, I was like, dude, it's, it's sick, but it's huge. It's like 4,000 square foot, right? Because I have big salon before. It's not because you have big salon, you're going to make big money. When you have big things, it costs you big money. And at the end, you have to make such big incomes to really see the... 100%. To feel okay, to feel okay, you know? So I was like, dude, like this salon is huge. And he said, listen, you should be there, blah, blah, blah. So I talked with Leo and everything. And then after I said, listen, I think we should, because we was together. He still was inside. So we was like, it was not like we was taking all over. Like we was sharing the rent and everything. So, and Tev is an amazing guy. So I was like, dude, if I die, I die. You help me. If you die, I'll help you. We figure out. Amazing. So we, we go in and then we go in and then instead to, to instead of like, let's see what's going on. Right. We open, boom, like champagne, bam, right away, like crazy. Like all these hairstylists, they want to come to work, but I changed the format. American um, salon, they just hire people because they have clientele. So they're going to make money right away and they're going to cut from what they make. Me, I did from bottom. It was, it's why it took me so long to, to grow because I take kids, I train them, and then when I train them, they be coming on the floor. I did the same format I learned in Europe. So I, 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 I concentrate quality before money. So I was ready for design industry because I was hiring all these people, already was ready to go on the floor. So when I arrived at design industry, I was like starting putting people on the floor and it was ready to, to go. So right away, we, we have the request of client, but we, have, we can answer back with the good stuff. Of course. So everything was on track. So Miami blew up from 100, from like small numbers. We multiplied by three, by four, the gross. It was, it's crazy. Then after I have to cement all that, put concrete everywhere, make sure everything is on track with manager, assistant manager, from this like to set up something very solid to have no issues and everything to have like job description for everybody structure because miami to create structure was very hard the last 10 years now it's kind of possible now because you a lot of new uh, um miami changed and so when miami start to be on the cruise mode we decide to say new york was small was just six years salad but New York was starting to, to pumping as well, to, to growing. So in New York, we decided to opening a big salon in Seoul. So we just opened like a more a year now, almost two years. The product, um, the product, we did the product, but we have a good ticket in the hands. We have already, Sephora was really one us very bad. So Sephora was, the best things can happen when you do a brand because you're already launching in the, in a really one of the best store of beauty in the world. So with Sephora relationship with them, it's amazing. We love them. We build product for them. We, and they, we build product for us, but they understand hair group, hair business grow a lot. Uh, in Sephora because it was more about makeup, not too much about hair. But then after, of course, with all these influencer of beauty and everything, for sure makeup still very high, but hair took over a lot. Like, it was a small niche back in the day, and now it's huge. Like well, so, Sephora. What I love from your story, Frank, that at the end of the day uh, is is exactly what I, I'm trying to transmit in in this podcast. Is like is is the passion for whatever you're doing is uh, understanding that there is no uh, shortcuts and uh, you need to do the homework like you did in you know creating your first educating your team preparing your people and yes. so but uh, don't don't get you know don't, don't lose your mind so and and even even when you are launching your product if you were just thinking in money you will get the first guy no you took a year to study, you learn yes. from the other contract that in some way made yes. you leave a friend. So I mean, I can build this brand product line with different guys. Like I have so because when they see your skills of cutting hair and they see the way you're talking, the way how you can improve the product and everything. Because 
then you have all these guys. It's America. It's it's opportunist uh, world. Like uh, I oh, take wow. your power and then let's go. Let's do a business together. No, and, but and I know like, that, and it's just the beginning, brother. It's just the beginning. So this just yeah, starts. I mean, we're good now. Like our product, our sell at Sephora, our Ulta. Um, we're selling all around the world. Um, no, it's crazy. It's the, crazy. Right now, of course, it's it's COVID, but I mean, one day it's gonna be over, and, and we, I, everything is. The 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 thing where you just say like, it's all about. Uh, it's it's like a chest, you know. It's it's the way you, you're moving, you know. Everything, each move you do, have to be uh, well thinking. Yes, you have to be. I mean, when you're young, it's not a problem because you're gonna learn, and it's what you're gonna become at 35, 40. Like when you do like a move, it's like best move. But I think when you hit my age, and then we want to do something like you need to be very strategic in every move you, you, you do, like, uh, is why I think we are successful because we avoid all the little mistakes can really cut our, 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 relation, uh, our, um, our relationship, uh, our reputation, uh, our strength, our magic. Um, we oh, just, wow. we, you just have to follow like what's good for, for you don't, we don't really sell bullshit. You know, like we try to be the this most as honest as we can. This is another important thing that many times um, see in this world of social media, you can create a story, but it's, it's not solid. It's the source. It's not real. At the end of the day, you're not going anywhere. Let, let me jump in the question. How old are you right now, Frank? 42. 42. Super John. Uh, do you remember how old you were when you made the first uh, money? This guy's Frank. Uh, I was... I was young. Uh, the first time I think I really know I feel about money was like when I sold my first apartment. I think I was 20 years old, 20, 20, 20 21. What is the biggest success in your life? My family. My no. family. Uh, the, the, the biggest failure in your life? Uh, I don't have it. <laughs> okay. For now. Uh, I mean, failure... Uh, no, I love, I mean, no, I mean, no. But, no. but, but, but you know what? I like it because you, you don't, there are so many things that in some way go wrong, but you, since you are learning from that, you don't see it like yes. a failure. Exactly. Idea. It's exactly like, yeah. of course, I, I have, I receive, of course, like, um, I mean, it happens like crazy shit, like, but I, I forget because my, like when I have a fight with, with my wife them, and everything, I don't like, I know I no, forget all the time. 100% in technology, there is kind of a phrase that if you, if you learn from every single mistake, it's not a, it's not a loss. So it's just a learning process. So whatever yeah. you're doing, going go, uh, good or bad, I don't know that it's, it's, it's a learning. So do you have an amount of money to stop working or you're going to do it all your life? Um... I, I think I think you cannot really do hair all your life. Uh, I think you can do a hair like I have example like like my mom. It's an example. She's a hairstylist. She's still doing hair, you know, because she she like it. But I think I think like she's not good anymore. She should stop, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't share the link with your mom about this. It's okay, she she. But I mean, she's good. But I mean. I mean, listen, uh, hairdressing, it's, you can be good. Uh, uh, I mean, you, I'm still going to be good, but I mean, I, I don't think you can uh, do this all your life. First, because physically it's so fucking strong. I mean, I mean, I, I work, uh, I was 14, I'm 42, but I'm behind the fucking chair. I travel around the world, I take the plane, my back is destroyed. I'm on my legs all days, my finger. Like, I mean, I, I know I can do this another like 10 years, let's say till 58 years, but then after I think it's time for me to- Do something else. If, 
Yeah, maybe like just to give the look when you look at it, all these kids in Miami work for me or not work for me, they're all cutting their hair the way I cut their hair when you look at it because I teach them. So I'm very proud of that and I'm very, I'm very pissed sometimes when people leave me, you know, because I'm just going to miss them, I'm going to miss the energy when they are cool. When they are not cool, like I'm happy because they are just paying any ass, you know. But when I look at it, big picture, I'm in Miami for almost 14 years, and I hire, I think, a lot of bunch of hairstylists in America. And I bring with, I'm the one bring, bring the techniques from Europe, you know? But, but you know so, what? This is, another, this is another beautiful thing that you have as an, as an entrepreneur, that a, an entrepreneur is always trying to help others to all, always, you know? It's yeah. not just about taking the information and learning from ourselves. I love it. I just like, I just love it. Like there is people live and sometimes the way they live, you know, it's not very, it's not, they don't really know how to do it properly because they're not really good for that, you know? And I, it's very hard. I understand. Like I, I lost some hairdresser, you know, I, they was with me for many, many years. But when I look at them, you know, I'm very happy because they're making money, you know? And yeah, it's also are, that you got to teach him. And they change the life change for them because of me. They they don't know because they think it's because of them, you know. <laughs> but but I know I give them all the input in the in the in the techniques, but I give them the input in the head as well. Like they, they have the feedback or everything I say, you know. So mm -hmm. I think like I think this is so cool, you know. Like love it, love to it. see people they arrive with just the the envy to be successful, but not with all the the color to make things perfectly. And now they have it. So it's why I'm very, for people with me, kind of proud I mean, of I'm very proud. And for even people left, I'm still fucking proud because I just want them to be successful at the end. All this positive attitude, brother, come back, trust me. Okay, what is the best advice that someone gave you? Um... Problem is, um, I don't think um, advice are very dangerous. Um, I think um, you, any kind of advice it's dangerous, and any kind of advice can be uh, life changing. Um, it's very important um, to know how to digest uh, 100% of any kind of advice and take uh, the good one. Very difficult and, and very, um, true. Um, very important. Uh, the problem of me is I take, I take uh, advice from anyone I meet every day because I love information and life is all about information. So, um, I don't even remember which advice I get changed my life, but I think all these advice changed my life. I love it. How many days do you do exercise? Um, depends how I feel in my head. If I feel very stressed and very uh, anxious, you I run on. a lot. And if I feel cool, I eat like a pig and I, really, <laughs> I just enjoy the life. <laughs> okay. It's like one or the other. The, the next question was if you are a, a having a healthy food. Not yes, so much. I have healthy okay. food, but uh, yes, I'm pretty healthy. Like I eat very good. I okay. just like, I uh, mean, sometimes I eat ice cream with my kids, but I mean, I'm or, not like or a junk food. And I, got it, got it. I'm cool I, with I, that. What, at what time do you go to sleep? Uh, I go to bed right now uh, 10, 9.30, 10.30, sometimes really? 11. I have two kids. One is wake up at 6.30 and one at 7.30. So, I mean, I'm fucked. I don't, I don't know how to sleep anymore. I'm, 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 awake, I'm awake. Okay, okay. And do you have any book that you can recommend? So, I don't really uh, read book. I just read article on, on my phone. I read every morning from um, 5.45, 6 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. I read a lot about... Um, um, right now, I, I read a lot about COVID, and um, and I read a lot about business. Um, I'm into uh, I'm into uh, business now a lot. Like I love it because I was so focused about hair, I don't really have time to 
to to to step out my head of 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 my uh, I was biking like this like crazy with exactly. my things and you have time really to step out and really see what's going on like like what the fuck like because everybody's going in his own vision but sometimes you forget about what's around you so now I'm like reading about all these dudes about technology it's crazy it's so I'm very into uh, business and technology amazing because right? I think it's 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 amazing. Okay, and, and you need to give me an advice for the people that are listening. This is the last question. What is the advice that you give to people in this crazy time, COVID, whatever? Well, I mean, depends who you are. If, you really, if you're really young and you don't really care about COVID, I think it's amazing because you can focus about what you have time, more time to focus about what's the trajectory you're going to get and what you want to do. And, and I think like this, this kind of, uh, of era, it's the time for opportunity because there is a lot of things we're going to see after that. We're going to see a lot of new stuff because people have time to sit down and to check, to see. I mean, there is a lot of people from 2008 recession came arrived because of recession because people like sit down and say, okay, what I have to do to, to, be, uh, to take off my position and change my, my life, you know? So, first, of course, stay healthy. But I mean, if you really don't care about, if you're not hypochondriac and not care about everything, like just focus about what you what you can get from that. And uh, during COVID, I think it's the best time for you to. Um, I mean, me during COVID, I learned so much about business. I mean, I'm talking about business like stock market and and all that. Like I'm into it like big time. I, I love it. And, and I have a friend, in fact, that he told me, if I need to ask, I mean, if, I, if I need to hire someone in, in a year, the only question that I'm going to do is what you did during the COVID, because it's an amazing opportunity to change your life, to study something, to learn something. So, yeah. Frank, I love you. Thank you very much. It was amazing. I didn't know all these details of your story. Yeah, and, no, you know and everything. Entrepreneur. Thank you, brother. Nice to see you, brother. Say Take hello care. to your wife. Okay. <laughs>